SAFM Sports Wrap. SFM South Africa's news and information leader. Hello and welcome to another edition of SFM Sports Wrap. Great to be with you, taking you to the top of the hour, talking sport. Plenty to come tonight, including the new assistant coach of the Proteas, Malibongo Maketa. Yes, he's been appointed by Cricket South Africa. We'll chat to him tonight. We'll also be talking to uh, Renelo Letsulunyani. Yeah, yeah, he's affectionately known, the uh, midfielder from Supersport United. They're uh, heading off to Lubumbashi tomorrow to play in the CAF Confederation Cup final. And indeed, we'll be talking to George Maluleka. He'll be part of the chief side that take on Bidvest Fitz in the first semi-final of the Telcom Knockout this weekend. Just a couple of sports headlines to get to before we get to our guests. Dwayne Vermeulen, one of several Springbok changes to the team that lost 38-3 in Ireland last weekend for Saturday's test against France in Saint-Denis. Uh, Vermeulen returns at eighth man to partner Francois Lowe and Circulisi in the loose trio. Volko Lowe gets his first test start at tighthead. Damon Dolende is replaced by Cheetah's captain Francois Fender at 12 in the back line while Freilhauf Elton Yankees has dropped for Andre Pollard. Trevor Nyakane is on the bench as backup tighthead and Dan Dupree is set to make his Bok debut after being in Included on the bench for the game. Meanwhile, uh, the cricket uh, side, uh, Malibongo Maketa's Proteus assistant coach, uh, Dale Binkenstein, their new batting coach, Justin Ontongi's fielding coach, Claude Henderson remains spin bowling coach, and uh, the team doctor and manager, Mohamed Nusaji, his uh, contract's been extended till April 2018, after which Cricket South Africa will appoint two successors, one in a managerial role and the other in a medical role. Three Ram Slam T20 matches tomorrow. The uh, Lions face the Cobras, uh, Dolphins host the Knights, and the Titans visit the Warriors. Further afield, India reached a 17 for 3 at Stumps on a rain-delayed opening day of the first test against Sri Lanka at Eden Gardens in Kolkata. But Sri Lankan opening bowler Suranga Lakmal currently has three wickets for no runs from his six overs. Remarkable figures. I can tell you in athletics, long jump world champion Luva Manyonga spearheads an eight-member national preparation squad announced by Athletic South Africa today for the 2018 IAAF World Championships. And golf, Patrick Reed fired a bogey-free 65. He's got a one-stroke lead in the first day of the DP World Tour Championships in Dubai. By uh, host of South Africans on two under, including Charles Russell, Hayden Pretorius, uh, Porteous, uh, George Goodsey, and Dean Burmester. And finally, in tennis news for you, Roger Federer has just beaten Marin Cilic 6 7, 6 4, 6 1 in the ATP finals uh, at uh, O2 Arena in London. Tonight at 10 o'clock, it's Alexander Zverev playing Jack Sock. That's just boring. SAFM Sports Wrap. SFM South Africa's news and information leader. Let's talk cricket now. And uh, current Warriors coach Malibongo Maketa has been appointed as uh, Proteus assistant coach. He'll be assisting uh, Otis Gibson uh, moving forward for the uh, Proteus. And of course, an enormous series coming up against India, who have been destroyed by Lakmal in the first test against Sri Lanka today. But we'll talk about that in uh, just a little while. First, let's uh, get the coach on the line. Uh, Malibongo, congratulations on your appointment. You must be delighted. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, very delighted. Uh, really looking forward to the challenge and the journey up ahead. Uh, exciting times. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, when, when did you first actually get approached and, and, and when were you told uh, what was expected of you? Um, we started having conversation early on the week. Um, I think two weeks ago I had a, a brief chat with Otis in terms of who, you know, he doesn't know me for... Um, so he just wanted to just get a little bit of a background. And I, I would like to think he went out and he did his homework and uh, how I, I was engaged in cricket that I should um, earlier, earlier in the week. So, so you, you don't actually know him personally or you hadn't actually worked with him before, but you, you, what are you most looking forward to by working with him? Well, I just look, uh, I look forward to just 
Um, in terms of your experience, first and foremost, uh, the man has coached two countries. Uh, he's been involved in international cricket for 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 many years. Um, I, I think he really has a lot to 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 give in terms of myself personally to to help me grow as a coach. Um, from that point of view, I really look forward to tapping into him. And he, I know he's passionate about the bowling part. And uh, for what I hear, he's a great man management so great man manager so that that's exciting for me to to learn from such a person you know yeah fair enough fair enough uh, but you know I mean you've you've coached the national academy and I know you coached the SAA team for a while as well so you've worked with a few test hopefuls you've worked with some fringe players is, is working in that SA setup though giving you a, a sort of deeper insight into the job required of you now has it is it better prepared you for life with the senior national team I'd like to think so. You know, I'm grateful to Cricket South Africa to have afforded me those opportunities uh, to have worked with the guys in the, at the next level. Uh, from that point of view, I feel I've done my apprenticeship in, the, in, in a small way, but uh, take nothing away of international cricket. Um, it's, it's another level, so, which is why I'm grateful to be working with people like uh, Dale Bankenstein and Otis himself, the people that have been there have done it so... I can really learn from the best, and it's something I look forward to. And the caliber of players that we have are people who've been around the block, you know, and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to learning from them as well. Malibongwe, how does this actually affect your Warriors' commitments? When do you leave the Warriors and start with the Proteus effectively? And is there a clean cut? Yeah, I'm grateful to Cricket South Africa who's allowed me to finish this Ramsdam competition. And after the competition, then I can meet up with Cricket South Africa um, to start on the run of about the 21st to prepare for the first test. Okay, so Ramslam final is on the 16th of December, and of course the uh, the the Boxing Day test, the four-day test against Zimbabwe starts on the 26th. But India, obviously, I suppose is the big one. So at least I suppose you will have some time to to settle. But before I ask you anything else about the Warriors, I want I want to ask you this because it's been on my mind for the last year virtually. Something I was actually reminded of uh, <laughs> talking to to Albie Morkel on Tuesday was. Last year's T20 final. What happened? It was yeah. yours. Yeah, it's um, it's something I don't, I don't enjoy reflecting back on it. Um, it's experience learned. You know, we hadn't been at that stage or on that kind of a stage, and there are a few players that have played those situations, and um, we didn't adapt as well as we I felt we were ready to. Um, we didn't. Um, we didn't pull through after we had set the game up really well for us to really take it. But it was a great learning curve for our young team. And um, I'm positive that next time we get an opportunity, hopefully now in this in this competition, we'll take it with both hands because we've walked that road already. And mentally we come out so much stronger. So, yeah. It was a big learning curve for me and the players. Yeah, I, I honestly thought that was your final, uh, the, uh, the the T20 competition last season. But but from 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 a from a, a final perspective, though, you did really well last season because you guided the Warriors not only to the uh, T20 uh, final, you guided them to the uh, One Day final as well. W- what are you expecting from the, from your lads this uh, this season, this campaign? Yeah, um, it's important for us. We've made a point that we wanna really let last year go. Um, it was filled with up and downs in terms, in terms of getting into finals and really not bringing the trophy home. So we've, we've worked hard on our mental strength to, to cut it out and really start from, from stretch this time around and um, play with clear minds. Um, it's easy for us to look back and say we had a good, a good season last year 
Uh, if we look this year, we've got a new challenge with all the proteins back in the teams. And for us, every game is a final again. And uh, we want to go out there and make the people of the Eastern Cape really proud by repeating our performances and which would hopefully two or three of our players get, get the recognition they deserve at the next level, you know. Yeah, that's what you want to see from your guys. Is, is to see them step up and to be uh, to be recognised as well for what they've managed to achieve on the pitch. But on the point of uh, of, of the Titans, and that you're actually playing the Titans tomorrow. Uh, two good wins from the, from their two uh, matches so far for the Protea laden side. You can call them now. But uh, you got off to a losing <laughs> start, disappointingly. Uh, what are you expecting tomorrow from them, and 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 how important is it to get that uh, that win? Yeah. They're a really good team, and um, we've always relished the opportunity to play against the Titans. We do believe they bring the best out of us as, as a group. Um, and tomorrow we expect nothing different in terms of uh, what they would bring. They, could, they always bring intensity and aggression. And we've done well to always match that. And tomorrow I think is going to be no different for us. We're ready for a fight, and we look forward to the challenge. Okay, I'm going to ask you to take off your Warriors cap for a moment to put on your Proteus assistant uh, cap. <laughs> what did you think of Dale Stain's return to competitive cricket yesterday? Yeah, I was really, really happy for him. You know, um, Stanky is a really good bowler. He's been around for many years, and I'm sure he must have had loads of butterflies in his stomach to get out there, especially in the TV game and showcase his skills. And uh, I thought it was an encouraging start, especially being out for over a year. I'm really chuffed for him, and uh, I look forward to to actually seeing him tomorrow and see build on the confidence that he's gained from yesterday's game, um, from Wednesday's game. So, yeah, I'm really happy for him, and I think there are a lot of people in South Africa very happy to to finally see him back on the field and do what he does best. Yeah, I thought there were a few too many looseners there when that flurry of four started. I thought, oh, but uh, he pulled it back nicely, I suppose, in the end and finished with what, one for 25. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. I just feel, um, I mean, um, doesn't matter how many games you've played, if you've been out for so long, it will take you a little bit of time to get into it. And, yes. and he's shown what a quality play is after he got on, after he just got off after the last, the last over, you know. Indeed he had. But I suppose we have to have reasonable expectations, as you say. The guy's been out for a year, so to come back is, uh, is, is no, an achievement definitely. in itself. But you know, I, I, I want to ask you about something completely different now to, to end, because uh, I remember hearing years ago that you and Makai Antini actually went to the same school. I know you played in the same team yeah. together at, at provincial level. So, yes. so on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being incredible and 10 being awful, just how much of a character was he in the change room? <laughs> <laughs> I think you know my answer to that. My I do, I do. And the loud one is that. And the loud one is that. Um, what is always done, though, for the rest of the lads in the changing room is just taking the pressure off the seriousness, you know, which is something that we appreciated. And at times it's um, it's not well-timed, but uh, nonetheless, it, it was always great having him around. Yeah, win or lose, sometimes they're yeah. the best kind of guys to have in the change room, regardless of the result and the performance. But Malibongo Maketa, listen, congratulations yeah. on that fantastic uh, appointment. Wish you everything of the best, certainly in the remaining matches for the Warriors and indeed in your uh, start as Proteus assistant coach. But thanks for chatting to us tonight. It's a, it's a pleasure and uh, thank you very much for, for, for the chat. SAFM Sports Wrap. SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Let's talk football now. Kaiser Chiefs, Bidvest Vitz, uh, they're going to be meeting in the first uh, Telcom knockout semi-final. It's at uh, 3.30 on Saturday afternoon at the Bidvest Stadium. So Chiefs are the visitors. and delighted to say we've got one of the uh, Kaiser Chiefs stars, George Malolego, on the line. George, thanks for joining us. Good evening. 
Hi, Dwayne. Uh, thanks for having me, and uh, hello to the listeners. Oh, it's good to chat to you again. Uh, it should be a rather intense battle. Uh, how do you feel about the semi-final? Yeah, definitely maybe a very intense one. Um, you know what happened uh, when we we last met each other. So I'm looking I'm looking forward to this one. Um, we all know that's what's at stake, and uh, yeah, the semi-finals of the telecom. So going to be a hell of a game. Yeah, look, Vitz, I suppose, want to reinvigorate their season because they've had a, a frightful start, I could say. But, you know, close the Chiefs, by the same token, I think there's no secret in the fact that you must be, uh, uh, I don't want to say desperate, but there, there must be an urgency for silverware. How high are the stakes for this game? Very, very high. I mean, if if we win this game, um, you know, it really sets us up for a really uh, big encounter in the final, knowing that we haven't had any silverware in a very long time. So... I think as a club we would want we would want to you know make put ourselves in that position to say look um, this is it and uh, it's been two years and uh, it's time to 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 clean something yeah yeah I mean if you, if you look at the season overall um, you know y- y- uh, I think it's what two only two losses in the ten absolute uh, uh, Premiership matches that you've played but equally only three wins in that time you know there, there are some points that you've dropped along the way but. Uh, do, do you feel that there's a good momentum with you at the moment? Do you feel that you're in a good space, particularly considering you're on a, a five-match unbeaten run in the League and Cup? Yeah, I think I honestly feel like we, we're moving towards the, the right direction. Like you said, you know, there's a there's a lot of points to have won. So um, with that being said, I think we're moving towards the right direction. There's a good vibe. And, uh, you know, we, we know where we want to go. George, from a, a coaching perspective, Steve Kumpel obviously has been uh, talking about Bafana Bafana and in particular Dumene Kuna, but he's been talking from a, a team perspective about reviewing, reflecting, consolidating, moving on, uh, reaching that final destination. He's been talking about conviction. He's been talking about sticking to it. But from, from a Kaiser Chiefs perspective, what has he been saying to you as players to, to motivate you to, to break this trophy drought that uh, I, I know in the media that has been spoken about almost relentlessly? Yeah, I think um, as players, they just made it made it a point um, that he, he brings us, us across to to make us realize what 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 we are here for, you know. And the chairman has done so much for the club, and he just reminded us that you know the supporters have been so so loyal to to, to the club, you know, and they're still around till this day. So we just remember that uh, regardless of whatever happens, we are doing we are doing everything for them and. So as a club we and as players, we need to make sure that, you know, we give it our all. We can work out and like like you know, like I said earlier, if we put ourselves in, in this position by winning um after the first game, then I think uh, from then on that that um that that will actually tell us where we are as as a club and you you'll see a different side from then on. On the point of that, uh, the match coming up, George. I mean, the the FIFA break obviously uh, has it in some way disrupted the momentum because you guys were on a really good run leading up to the uh, FIFA break, but now two weeks without uh, competitive game time has it disrupted anything? Do you feel? No, not at all. I think uh, we got a chance to, to to work on a couple of things. You know, even though we had a couple of players that were uh, on uh, national team duty, but uh, I think for us as a, as, as a club and as a, as a whole um, team. Um, we were able to to reflect and uh, make sure that we will polish up on on where we need to, and make sure you know um, we try to sharpen our swords, you know, for for the battle coming up. So it's it's been really good for us, and um, yeah, like I said, we've been trying to make sure that uh, we sharpen our swords, and you know what's coming up because this weekend, first of all, 
and we have another one on Tuesday. And um, on the weekend, it's freestyle stuff. It's all difficult. So in this period of time, we've got to turn to try and uh, strengthen, strengthen the boys. Did you also use the opportunity to maybe rest a bit? Because, I mean, uh, you, you didn't play, you haven't played the whole of the season because of injury. Uh, you're running on healthy at the moment, no signs of recurrence? Yeah, I'm good to go. I'm good to go. You know, I've been working very hard. You know, it's always uh, a setback to, to, to get injured. You know? So, like I said, I was, I was very excited when I got back uh, training with the, with the guys. And, um, you know, we started working again. So, I think I've rested more than enough. I've, I've had my rest. Mm-hmm. I've had my fair share. So, it's back to business now. Yeah, you're still young. You're still young. I, I could say you're still young, but uh, then when we look at your CV, of course, everybody goes, "Yo, how old is this guy? He's won everything." <laughs> uh, but George, on, I mean, on a, yeah, well. <laughs> uh, from, from that perspective, though, I mean, you you have you've won a host of trophies. You won a host of titles. What what do titles do for teams? They they boost their morale, you know, um, especially when it comes to to hunger. You know, when when you when you have that feeling, when you get that feeling of winning something. I think as a player, as a team, you guys we get to realize that like I can actually get used to it. so that just pushes the player to actually go and and, and gun for more, you know. So I can say it's a it's a, it's a, it's a huge um, uh, morale booster. George, on a, on a more personal note, one of your closest teammates, George Libesi, obviously now at Sundowns this season, has that affected you either on or off the pitch? Um, not at all. I was actually I was with, I was with George yesterday. Um, I, still, I, still, I, I still see him um, quite frequently, not as much, but uh, I still see him, we still chat. But uh, yeah, he's always going to be my boy, you know, regardless of whatever whatever, whatever happens. So yeah, um, you know, life, in life you don't control some other things, but you do have to move on with it. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, George, if I can ask you just from a, 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 a player perspective as well, I mean, I know you guys put a great deal of pressure on yourselves to be the best that you can be and to, to work in that, that uh, team unit, to work as a cohesive unit. How, how much pressure would actually be released on the club, on the coach, on the players if you were to win this Telcom knockout? Um, I think, I wouldn't say a lot of pressure because, you know, the pressure we can work out when we go and play because, we need to make sure that we win each and every game that we want to play. But um, from a club's perspective, and, and like I said, we haven't won any any silverware in uh, the past uh, two years, you know, two past two seasons. And you know, it's still it's still a bit early early on in the season. You know, in the third season now that we haven't won. So this this would actually you know give us a little bit of a breather. But I wouldn't say that that much of a of a breather in terms of pressure. But like I said, this is, Kaiser Chiefs is a very big club and we expect it to perform week in, week out and make sure that uh, we keep our supporters happy, our families proud and uh, make sure that we win each and every game that we play. So um, there's always pressure and that's why we are, we are there as players because we can handle it. Indeed you can, but I want to see more of those uh, cracking goals like the one you scored against Barocca now from you this season, George, now that you're yes, uh, back from injury. Um, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. I think my beat is my... Is, a lot of people have been saying, Moses is my stadium right now. So I've been trying to, <laughs> you know, I've been trying to, I've been trying to make sure that uh, I still uh, I keep uh, a very, very good record over there. Um, we have a couple of games playing, playing, playing there. So um, it will be very good. You know, I will feel, feel good and feel happy when I, when I help the club, you know, when I help the team to, to, to do better.
Uh, when you're in your zone, you're that you have this peerless passing game and you can pretty much do anything you want. You know it as well as I do, but, uh, and I know your coach knows it as well. He's been talking you up uh, behind the scenes as well. So, George, but uh, at, least, uh, at least I know you're also a player who stays grounded and uh, focuses on the job at hand. But certainly best of luck against Bidvis and for the remainder of the season. Thanks for chatting to us tonight. Thank you so much, Dan. Thanks, thanks for, for all the time. Thank you so much. SAFM Sports Wrap. Now, from a man who's uh, got a peerless passing game to uh, a man who is uh, one of the most consummate ball winners in South African football, I'm delighted to talk about Supersport United travelling to the DRC for the first leg of Sunday's CAF Confederation Cup uh, final against Continental Giants, Tipi Mazembe. And we've got the man himself, the midfield anchor of Supersport United, uh, Yeye Letsulunyani, Rene Letsulunyani on the line. Uh, Yeye, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, sir. How are you? Sir, no, you're making me feel old again. Have we been through this? Just call me Dwayne, yeah. <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. How are you? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good, Dwayne. <laughs> good. I mean, let's let's get straight into it. I mean, you, you've already created club history by reaching this final. Do you, do you get a sense already of the enormity of the occasion amongst many other milestones? I mean, you could be the first South African club to win the Confederation Cup. Yeah, look, there's, there's a possibility of obviously uh, winning uh, that that competition uh, and then it starts on, on Sunday uh, with our first leg against Chibimazende away so uh, as a team we know uh, what is at stake uh, and we've been working very hard uh, and preparing for, for that for that day so we're hoping uh, things will go away on Sunday well, I think uh, the whole of South Africa is hoping things are going to go your way you, you, you've been training for that readiness you've been training in Rustenburg I believe uh, you, you want to better adapt to the heat to the conditions of the DRC uh, but also artificial pitch are, are you ready for this? Yeah we, we had a third days camp in, in Rustenburg as you mentioned one for, for, for the uh, weather condition two for, for artificial uh, turf and then I can safely say things uh, went well uh, I can say that uh, the boys are ready uh, for Sunday. I, I, I hope they're going to be ready. Yeah, uh, just uh, turn around, uh, spit into the wind or something. We the cell phone seems to be breaking up ever so slightly where you are. But uh, you, you you faced Mazembe twice in the group stages without losing. What, what did you learn from those results in the group stages? We we, we learned uh, everything that. Not just an ordinary team. They are very good side. Uh, they are competitive, and, and more especially when yeah, I think. Renule, I, I think we're going to need to get hold of you. Get hold of you again. Uh, just, uh, just we'll get you. We'll call you back in just a moment. Uh, the the line is breaking up terribly. I'm disappointed to say. Uh, before we get uh, Lutsulunyani back on the line, it's, uh, I can tell you as well. There's a, a couple of interesting stories that have been coming through from the World Anti Doping Agency. Uh, one of them is uh, the fact that they've maintained the suspension of Russia, potentially, of course, uh, preventing Russian athletes from participating in February's Winter Olympic Games in in Pyeongchang in in Korea Republic, because uh, the Foundation Board of uh, World Anti doping agency met in Seoul earlier today and uh, came up with a compliance review committee recommendation that uh, Russia's anti-doping body Rusada shouldn't be reinstated because it's refused to admit uh, any running of a state-sponsored doping program. So the International Olympic Committee is expected to make a decision, I think it is tomorrow, on whether or not Russia will compete in Pyeongchang. They've got an executive board meeting in uh, Lausanne. It's next month, rather, not uh, not uh, not the next day. Um, but uh, it's certainly going to be hearing results of two separate investigations into 
into Russian doping. And I wonder if uh, they're going to come up with a conclusion that uh, this uh, Russian side is not going to be able to participate and that Russian athletes are not going to be able to participate in February's Winter Olympic Games in Pyeongchang. Uh, I'm hoping that this is something that gets resolved sometime soon because uh, it, it'll be great to have the best athletes around, but you don't want the best athletes uh, having... Uh, had, shall we say, any additional um, <clears throat> advantages from uh, from anything like a state-sponsored uh, doping uh, program, which which uh, the Russian Anti-Doping Agency has not admitted at any given stage. That's it. Plenty to talk about. Uh, SFM, South, uh, South Africa's news and information uh, leader, we, we're running up to the top of the hour, just trying to get y- y- Renilwe Tsulinyane back on the line. I believe we've got him back on the line now. Uh, Renilwe, are you there? I'm here. Oh, good. We can hear you loud and clear now. Fantastic. Uh, now, I wanted to ask you about, uh, about about a couple of things. Time is uh, unfortunately against us now because because of the uh, delay. But I want to ask about about um, Sundowns winning the CAF Confederation, uh, the uh, CAF Champions League. Obviously, the the hard way last season, as they call it, with a second leg final away. But this season, you've got you you've got a draw that means you've got the second leg final at home. How significant is that in terms of planning? What you need to do back home in the second leg? I think I think either either way you still need to, to play uh, both both legs, but uh, to to be able to like to to get an opportunity to play the first one away, uh, you just have to plan and then get a better better result so that when you come back home, you you obviously comfortable and wrap it up at home. Now, you suspended for the first leg. Morgan Gould is suspended for both legs because he's serving a second suspension, uh, which is, which is uh, that's uh, pr- problematic, certainly. Clayton Daniels, Dean Furman, Bradley Krobler all the way on international duty for Bafana Bafana. Jeremy Brocky is still flying back from Lima to Brazil, from Brazil to Johannesburg, <laughs> and then from Johannesburg to Lubumbashi. So he, I suppose he might be a little bit tired, so maybe not uh, considered for selection for the game. But how, how badly does this detract from from the quality squad that's got you into the final? Look, we, 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 we have about 28, 29, 30 players uh, and that we, we believe in each and every one of, of, of the players that are there. And, and uh, the coach always say that every player must work hard every day for when the opportunity arises. And I think, I think now, as you mentioned, that other players were, were, were away for, for national duties. Uh, and we went to camp with uh, the rest of the team, and and some some players obviously were were showing hunger. They were showing that they wanted to play uh, on Sunday. So we 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 are are ready. We are ready uh, to compete with the players that are fit uh, on 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 the day. And the coach obviously will have to uh, decide whether he plays uh, those he selects those players uh, that way. On, on national security or, or not, but everyone that that will be taking part on Sunday, I'm definitely sure that he will be ready to represent Supersport very well. Uh, on on the point of this campaign, though, um, yeah, I mean, you you've won just about everything with, between your time at uh, Kaiser Chiefs, obviously at Supersport United. But you know, domestic trophies are one thing; to win continental trophies is is another. Now, of all the trophies you would have won if you do go on and win this, how big would this be? It would be obviously the, the biggest uh, because it's, it's a continental one uh, as well as like above one one or two uh, locally of, of each and then I haven't won anything continentally. So uh, I think being uh, the best team 
in the continent, not only in the country, but in the continent, that it's a it's an achievement in itself. So personally, I, I would be very very happy to 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 be uh, the champion of of the Confed. Well, uh, Shlompo Kekana was chatting to him the other day and he said uh, to, to win the CAF Confed Cup is as good as winning the Champions League when you consider the uh, teams that you, you would have played against on the way and indeed to play Tipe Mazembe in the final, of course, five-time African champions of the uh, Champions League. It's uh, it's going to be a tough task, certainly, but I think you guys are ready for it. And uh, yeah, yeah, you personally, you've been such a great ambassador for football. I wish you guys everything of the best in the uh, away leg. And uh, we want you to bring back the trophy next weekend as well. Thank you. We'll definitely do our best uh, to to bring the trophy home. Thank you very much. SAFM Sports Wrap. Oh, great ambassador for football, René Lutzulunyane. I'm delighted to say that uh, that's all we've got time for tonight and uh, that we can welcome in the studio a legend of radio again coming up after the news, Isaac Paisler. We know him as Ike Paisler. He's coming up. He's in for Naledi Muleo on the uh, talk shops. Don't go anywhere, but from the team tonight, Luolum Kalipe, producer, sound engineer, Zamak Tebi and Midway Delocker. Have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's 7 o'clock.